Hi, it's Linny Stein, the Chief Fermenter at the GAT Academy, where we take out all the confusion on fermenting your food. We love to share with you the history of fermentation. Yesterday we spoke of fermented lamb meats. Today we're going to go to the fermented and pickled water meats, the creatures of the deep. And there's many as we travel around the globe, from the marinated raw fish from Central and South America, to sashimi from Japan, that thinly sliced raw fish, to Hawaii where they have the raw yellowfin tuna or octopus with tamari, sesame oil, seaweed and chilli pepper. Crudo from Italy, the raw fish in lemon juice, olive oil and salt. And then the French Polynesian make a raw tuna with lime juice, spring onions, coconut milk, cucumbers, tomato and shredded coconut. And there's so many more. To marinate your fish, it's much the same as using like you do your soft meats. You just dice your fish and cover it with lemon juice or a diluted side of vinegar. Or you can use a mixture of both. Refrigerate it overnight. Then the next day, add onion. That can be your fermented onion or cooked or raw. Herbs and spices and possibly some lime juice and some zest. Or the leaf of the green skin of the papaya or pawpaw as we lovingly call it in Australia. Now when it's ready, eat it with some vegetables or a lovely microgreen salad, nice sprouted salad or even a sauerkraut salad. Moving on to fish sauce, it's often referred to as the mother of all condiments. With a properly fermented fish sauce, it doesn't have any fishy taste. It resembles more of a nutty taste. With the explosion in popularity of Southeast Asian cuisine, fish sauce has found a way into many kitchens. Of course, it's one of the wonderful ingredients into kimchi. That's if we don't make a vegan variety. But with fish sauce, if you take six cloves of garlic, coarsely chopped, zest from one small lemon, and that's optional, the lemon, the zest, three tablespoons of salt, something like a fine pink salt, like your fine Himalayan salt, six bay leaves, two to three teaspoons of whole black peppercorns. Now, one kilogram of small whole fish, something like herring, one to two cups of clean water as required. Not tap water, we don't want to have any chlorination in there. So non-chlorinated water, because that'll upset the fermentation process. Two tablespoons of sauerkraut brine. If you don't have a sauerkraut brine or a vegetable brine that's already fermented, use another additional teaspoon of salt. So first of all, muddle the garlic and the lemon zest together with salt. Rinse your fish cut into small pieces. That's only if they're too big because you'll end up and you'll end up with lovely pickled fish but not much sauce. So toss your fish pieces including the heads and tails in the muddled salt mixture to completely coat the fish. Add your peppercorns and your bay leaves. Now pack, pack the mixture into a clean fermenting jar like a one litre, litre Fido jar. Press it down on the pieces as you go to release the juices. Pour your fermented sauerkraut brine into the jar, then pour in as much water as needed to completely submerge your fish. But do be sure to leave headspace at the top of the jar, just as we do with any fermentation process, 
as the mixture will expand as it ferments. Make sure the seal is airtight and leave at room temperature for two to three days. Then move to the refrigerator and let sit for four to six weeks. Double strain the mixture through a fine sieve, something or a cheesecloth and discard the solids. Store in your glass bottle in the refrigerator oh, for four to six months. So we'll move on to something that's, oh, you really got to have your guts ready for this one. It's often described as fermented squid guts. It's salty and it's viscous seafood is eaten as a pickle in Japan. In Japan, shio means salty and chikara means the colour of the abdomen. Now I know I wouldn't have pronounced that right. I have had a little visit to Japan with a wonderful family and um, I did learn the very basic Japanese but as you can tell I've got that very Aussie Aussie accent and uh, this was my bit of little Japanese Nohongo Tsukushidaki Hanashimasu and that would really make them laugh because of that Aussie little um, accent that's in there but getting back to this um, the fermented squid guts it's composed of shreds of meat from a sea carrot creature and it commonly is squid. It's in a slimy paste of its heavily salted fermented raw guts or the pulverised insides of the animal. Everything from cuttlefish to sea urchin roe to oyster to salmon to tuna to shrimp to even to sea cucumber, it, they all will work. Practically if it swims or even if it just hangs out on a rock or a ship hole somewhere underwater and it's edible, it probably has found its way into Shiokara. Here is how to make it if you have the guts for it. The raw squid pieces are cloaked in the creamy coral gastric juices squeezed from the inner sac of the squid and are seasoned with miso, salt, fermented soy sauce, sake, red pepper and yuzu peel or lemon peel and optional high-quality dried kelp. Black olives are also a nice pairing. Often the salt is replaced with anchovies. So clean the squid, saving the liver, that's the digestive gland, from the internals. Remove the skin and slice squid body and legs if desired. Sprinkle with salt and leave overnight. Pass the guts through the sieve. Add sliced squid to press salted guts and leave overnight. If available, add your thinly sliced kombu, which is your dried kelp as well. Add a small amount of sake and mirin for fragrance. Can also add miso, your red pepper and, and the citrus zest. Then allow to ferment in the refrigerator for at least 24 hours. I am told that the taste lingers in the mouth. One Japanese method of enjoying it is to consume the serving at one gulp and to follow it with a shot of sake. In northeastern India, fish is mainly prepared by the Lothar tribe and is still a favourite food item of the villages. Small fish are used as whole and big ones are cut into smaller pieces. Fish is washed and put inside a bamboo tightly plugged with leaves and kept over the fireplace for fermentation. Within a few days, the fish becomes fermented and ready for use as a tastemaker for vegetable curry. However, the fermented fish can only be stored for a period of around one month. If we go to the Icelandic dish, a uh, it is fermented dried shark. 
Now this is a very interesting part about fermentation because that dried shark is poisonous when fresh. But when it goes through the fermentation process, it no longer is poisonous. The fermentation process involves burying the meat of Greenland or basking shark in sand and gravel and pressed with stones for up to 12 weeks. The shriveled meat is then cut up and left dry for another four to five months. An extremely acquired taste. It was described by the late celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain as the single worst, most disgusting and terrible tasting thing he had ever eaten. However, living with an open mind was among the many lessons the wonderful Anthony Bourdain left behind. There's a Greenland delicacy made by wrapping whole small seabirds, feathers and all, in a seal skin and burrowing for several months to ferment. The stink heads are fermented white fish heads, and that's the traditional food from the some peoples of Alaska. In Egypt, there's a fermented, salted and dried grey mullet fish. It's normal, eat, normally eaten during the spring celebration. A Norwegian fish dish was made from trout or sometimes char, salted and fermented for at least two to three months or even up to a year. Indigenous to northern Sweden is fermented herring. With the finished products aroma often compared to rotten eggs, vinegar and rancid butter, due to the overwhelming odour of this fermented fish dish, it is normally eaten outside. Many cultures have favourite fermented dishes with strong flavours, aromas and textures that have become symbols of cultural identity. However, people outside the tribe may find disgusting or rather repulsive. <laughs>